Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Artists can be community organizers too. From Quezon City, I'm Christine Chung. This is Take a Break. Sit back and wind down while we serve you stories on art, music, culture, film, and podcasts. Today, we'll be talking about how the art world is adapting to the new normal. Because some of you may be wondering, kung paano kumikita ang mga galleries at artists during this time? Art journalist and curator Gwen Bautista gives us an inside look into the art scene and how it is thriving or just surviving during this pandemic. I'm Gwen Bautista. I'm an art journalist, but also I work as an independent curator and I work with many galleries and art institutions, but mainly with Mono 8 Gallery in Malate, Manila. Engaging with people online certainly isn't the same as engaging with them in real life. And what more for art? The pandemic forced us to rethink how we connect with people and our own encounter with the world. Can art survive without a live audience? Or can we survive without art? Definitely the physical experience of seeing artwork in person, especially in a contemporary exhibition. So sometimes you'd see installation, and you don't really understand sometimes what the artist is doing, you know. But it's important to understand how you experience that specific space to be confronted with something that you don't know, that you're not familiar with. Those things cannot be captured by an online experience, for example, among the smell of the paint or like to see the actual brush strokes. There are two ways exhibitions are being done under quarantine. One way is through showing the paintings, sculptures, prints on the internet. Another way is it can be both a physical and online exhibit. In this case, the physical exhibit can be presented as a 360 virtual tour with supplemental online content. This is especially true for the galleries who had exhibits already lined up. Gwen illustrates how this can look like. One of the galleries I work with for Mono, we've opened the video space in our website, which is a web page where we, as much as possible, try to show video works that we have previously presented in a physical exhibition before and hopefully translate the same level of experience through the website. And then on Facebook, short three-minute videos of the artist in the studio or just a usual profile interview. And then photos of the artworks as well. Art fairs this year, like Art in the Park, have moved online as well. And to the surprise of curators like Gwen, it encouraged more people to buy art and start their own collections. Some of my friends, they wouldn't bother maybe buying or considering to buy anything, made some purchases because they can afford the prices. There's this certain amount of discretion in the way 
you would actually sell an artwork. It's like you're selling an artwork, but not really selling an artwork. You, you can't be very straightforward and say that, you know, like these are the artworks that we have and these are the prices. Majority of them won't reveal the prices of the artworks. And that's also the same thing. Like when you go to a physical exhibition pre-COVID, they now have online stores or online catalogs where you can really see everything about the artwork. And that creates some sort of transparency if you're a new collector, but you're afraid to collect because of your understanding of collecting art is, is that it's very expensive. That's one of the good things that we are now experiencing, that we have a diverse set of people now looking into this work. But a big part of the art community as well is the relationships that are formed during the show. And this is the part that online exhibits could not replace. Before, like, we'd complain because sometimes in one Saturday, there would be, like, 10 shows tapos scattered around sila, like, may Makati, may Quezon City. So sometimes we'd start at, like, 6 p.m. and then we end mga 2 a.m. And then inum pa kami after, so, like, mga 5 a.m., ganun. Pero nakapag, it's really exhausting. But now, you know, thinking about it, sobrang sayang the opportunity of going to those shows. Wala na kasing opening now, eh. Wala nang exhibition opening. This is how people form relationships in the art community. We also celebrate the work of the artist. It's a ritual. So it's one of the things now. No walana. In these challenging times, what other ways of human connection are possible? How can we translate the power of art into the online experience? Here's some podcasts to watch out for. You know how some foreign songs seem to take a permanent spot in radio playlists? Why do Filipinos love listening to the same songs on the radio? There's actually a foreign 90s song that was originally written for the Philadelphia Choir that then became the LSS Most Filipinos Know and Love. Here's a sneak peek from the fourth episode of Super Random, our show about Pinoy pop culture with Inquire Podcasts. The next part of the story is even crazier. To him, the song lay unheard for years. He had no clue people were listening to it and really getting into it. I had friends that really liked that song in California. A lot of Filipino friends of mine, they always said they loved that song. But I didn't know that it was having the impact it was really having in the Philippines until I came to the Philippines in 2004. If you're too young to know the singer, that was Keith Martin, the writer of what's probably the most covered song ever in the Philippines. Find out more about the Philippines' love affair with this and countless other foreign songs on Super Random, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Now, if you've been following the podcast Misconnection, it released a new episode. It follows the story of Jen, a former OFW, and her unlikely connection with fellow Filipinos, a mother and son, at the Changi Airport in Singapore. Kumabugang dibdib ko, Sally, parang artista o parang atlet. Tipong soccer, ganyan. Parang pinaghalo-halo lahat ng Filipinas, guys. May nun sa jawline, 
naka-undercut ng buhok. Actually, hindi lang artista o athlete. Para siyang aparisyon. That was a sneak peek of episode 5. Listen to the full episode of Misconnection available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. That's it for weekly highlights. An unsolicited reminder from me to take it easy muna. See you next week! ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.